Last time I crudely drawn swords. I've got my breakfast clothes on. Bambri looks a little different. He has badly shaved his head. How's your feelings today? Good morning, everybody. We need a ship. You get the money. Yeah, we've got loads. In my bag, I've got about 115 gold coins. So you're making your way to Asterope's temple? We wish to speak to, uh, to Lady Yana. There is another person in the office as well. Blessed Pelwa, who's the high priestess of Asterope, the senior religious figure in the country. And Clef thought that he was going to go and just like meet somebody that he knows from a boat but like the CEO of his like whole thing is this so I do want to sort of catch this lady's eye a little bit a look of horrified pity have you had anyone look at that nose I'm giving her a deep bow that I'm running out of the room I'll be back in a minute guys we are in in dire need of transportation to the eastern side of the the great cat that will be a most arduous journey. So is there any assistance that the church can give? Iana says, I'll be willing to travel with them. We will lend you Priestess Iana. As a gesture of goodwill, the church will pay her wage. What sort of price are we talking about to, to stock and crew the ship? Approximately 5,000 coins. <laughs> We've made this journey in connection with the war effort. We have a particular treasure with us that we wish to keep as far away from the uh, the front lines against Sudeca as possible. I mean, is there any assistance that the church can give us beyond simply uh, Yana's salary? Blessed Pelwar says, at the moment, our resources are stretched thin in the south, as you might imagine, and also with the situation here with water. We don't know what is happening or how long it will be until the canals flow again. Until that is resolved, we can't guarantee money that may be used to save many lives here. You seem enterprising people. I'm sure you can find... May I speak with you privately for a moment? I'll give a nod to Enigma and Bambri. We'll nod back. (laughs) Just stay Um, where we are. Wait, okay, but I'm taking the stool with me. (laughs) I'm going to start dragging Enigma on the chair. What? 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 <laughs> I do like this chair. <laughs> I'm making slow progress. The Blessed nods and then gives a quick nod to Ayana, who says, I'll go and start preparing my things. I assume that we shall be taking the ghost. Yes, no, sorry. Um, may I speak with uh, you, Blessed Pelwar? I Apologies, Bambri and Nigma. Yeah. Um, no, no just, problem. Just Can I just one point one. out real quick, though? We're gonna, it's going to be more than six weeks because we're going to have to go inland for a couple of weeks, presumably, and then back again and then get on the ship. Otherwise, we're stranded. So <laughs> oh, yeah. we need to take that into account. Iana says, you want us to wait for you? Yeah, we're not just going to the cat's ear. We are going inland to do something and then back out again and then need to get back on the ship. And you're going to need to leave the meter running. Unless we are getting the ship to go there, drop us off and go back and then leave us the wrong side of the continent with no way to get home. 
which doesn't help in any way, shape or form. We need to plan for at least, well, I have no idea. I've got no idea about the geography. We need someone to tell us how long that's going to take and how long extra to take that into account. And where it is. And where it is. I mean, you know, I wasn't going to raise that bit, Enigma, because that makes it look like a... Well, no, we will be able to find where it is. We'll be able okay. to find where it is. It's fine. Like, maybe while you're doing this, me and Enigma can go and chat to that bird uh, up at the library. I think that'd be quite helpful. Oh, I want to well, go and collect some herbs and things before. We can start um, looking for things for the journey. No, no, Enigma, I think you should come with me. You're good. Oh, like, I don't want to go. You come with me. We'll go to the... No, I've got, on, I've got busy things to do. I've got busy <laughs> things to me, do. Enigma. You and me, let's go and chat to Princess Saffron. Uh, why would I spend time with you? Because <laughs> of all the fun times we've had. Come on, I need adult supervision. I'm going to go and stock up on sausages. If I go by myself, we have no idea what's going to happen. This is an important part of our quest. Family, just why don't you just wait for 10 minutes and I'll be right with you. This isn't going to take very long. All right, fine. I like the idea of the priestess just standing there for all of this. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell. <laughs> Well, Iana kind of slipped out during this conversation, having said, I assume you'll be taking the ghost, which meant that she didn't necessarily catch Banbury's talk about needing to wait longer. She might have an opinion on that. We'll find out later. <laughs> it may, may relate to tonnage and stores. So, if Banbury and Enigma are out... Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Blessed Pelwar says Master Clef. I've obviously mentioned that uh, we're interested in getting the, the sword out of the way, and that is a fairly critical objective. I I accept the points that simply getting the sword out of the way of the front line of Sudek doesn't necessarily mean we have to sail it on a boat uh, anywhere. Um, But nevertheless, that that would be useful. I don't know if you noticed one of our travelling companions there. Um, Not the little child, the other one. She's not. Um, We have very strong suspicions that is, in fact, uh, Princess Jasmine. The Gorge. Now, it's not something we've been able to wholly confirm, uh, but if you're talking about perhaps leverage and how we're going to finance this, then there is no way that she's going to admit any connection like that. Um, and it's going to be quite difficult for me to... Well, actually, no, there is a way I could prove it. If we could, pr- if we could prove that connection to you, then ha- would that persuade the church in any way to help out a little more? I don't believe that it would persuade us. However, if you have that connection in your group, then perhaps you have more independent wealth available to you than you thought. Well, yes, that had occurred to me, but (laughs) frankly, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, perhaps you should talk to her sister. Honestly, she's in the Tower of Learning. Yes, perhaps. Yes. It may be that would, as it were, smoke her out. Hmm. If we were to attempt to resolve your situation with the water... Would that enable you to offer more support? Yes, yes, it would. And also, I believe that the provinciar would probably have payment as well available for that work. Okay. It would be a service to the city, and I suspect that the city would reward it. We will consider that. We are extremely time-limited, and so whilst ordinarily we might naturally want to, to just go and tidy that off you and it would all work out, that's going to be a a very difficult balancing exercise to try and establish just how long an expedition into the hills to try and resolve that is going to take. Um, But yes, that's useful to know anyway. Thank you very much. You're quite well. I hope we shall see you again, Master Cleft. You too, thank you. And Asterope's blessings in your journey. And she salutes you. Salute her back and 
join Bambi and Enigma. Okay, great. Let's just shift over to Young Master Wild, the Wild Boy. Wild Boys! Wild Boys! Never tame him! Wild Boys! Wild Boys! <laughs> So you ran out yeah. to uh, look for some way of repairing that beautiful face you once had. Yeah, because there's someone in town I know that's only in for a few days and I thought... Oh. Okay, cool. Who's that? They call him the Tinker. The Tinker. Nice. Yeah. Um, and he's known for making adjustments to parts of bards. When they <laughs> <laughs> it's a very niche market, but he's, he's really cool. So you said it. don't spam spam songs about uh, you know increasing your manhood, your bardhood. Yeah. yeah, he does that kind of procedure for a better bard's kiss. <laughs> All right, so the tinker. So he's in town, but just for a little while. Where's mm. his headquarters? Let's have a little look at the map. Is he in the kind of fancier side of town? Is he outside the walls in the new town? Mm, yes, he's in new town. So it's in the harbour towns, yeah. harbour side area. So how do you know he's in town? Was that something you talked about with the others? Yeah, it's kind of the bard's always, you know, we're always getting in some kind of scuffle or new dog vocal cords. The tinkers yeah. in town. I can't believe the tinkers so in town. <laughs> tinkers in town. Anyone who performs music, yeah, and then slowly builds into a musical. <laughs> and then he comes out and he lo it looks a lot, I want to say he looks a lot like Fagan. So he's walking along picking <laughs> pockets and he's got a little spotted hanky. <laughs> but it's kind of a disguise. So he just does that to sort of a bit of a show and people don't mind him taking their money. Okay, so the tinker is in town. In fact, yeah, maybe that's how you know. Like, there's that little, the tinker is in town, the tinker's in town. The tink and it's like, there's a little catchy song and he whistles it. Yeah. And it's so catchy that people start singing it. And if you're a bard in the town, that's you hear it. that tune and you're like, oh, the tinker's in town. Yeah, <laughs> but the people don't necessarily know who the tinker is. They don't know yeah, they're no. communicating him. No. But you know, and you know exactly where to find him. Yeah. He's in the sewers. <laughs> so you go to his his surgery, I guess? Yeah. What's it like? It's clean, Ben. It's clean <laughs> and efficient, and he gets the job done. It's clean and efficient, but he has, like, lots of horrifying-looking tools that look like mm. they maybe belong in a torture chamber. Yeah, and they're all laid out on the wall, but they're, they're clean, but they're terrifying. Yeah, that makes sense. And he says... Ah, Mr. Wild, long time no see. I think I know what you want. Taps nose. Yeah, I was going to say, I picked up on the three nose puns, Tinker, but because it's you, because it's you, I like it. It's cheeky. <laughs> he says, I think, yes, yes. You wish to restore your beauty. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> I want to get my plus one charisma back. Really, <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to really Percy this to the max. I don't. I mean, I don't mind how it looks, but I want it to look stylishly broken. So, you know, I don't. He says, "Yes, yes, very good, very good." Well, hold on, stand sideways, face on, sideways. Look slowly the other way. Yes, yes. And he kind of runs his long, slightly clammy fingers over your brow and kind of round your eyes and then just down your cheeks. And then he's like, yes. And he just nudges your nose. It's just not enough to move it. He's like, hmm, it's a 70 gold. Oh, I'll give you 50. Tinker, it's me. 
Well, the Tinker Caster travel from town to town, you know. It doesn't travel for free. No, I'll tell you, you what, though. You get between towns. I'll tell you what, I will officially sing your little song at my next big gig. I'll put it as, <laughs> I'll, I'll play it once per set on the tour, the world tour. You, I don't know if you, did, were you here in town for that? You missed the Edge of the Rim tour? No, no, I, I caught it quite the performance. Well done on getting Dilutez back on the stage. I oh, never I, thought I'd see I the know. day. It was amazing. It was so good. So if you could do me a solid and yes. I'll, yeah, the rest of my sets are going to be probably bigger than that, if I'm honest. So I'll, I'll plug you at the beginning of each song. He says, I can see you have a very long career ahead of you, Master Wild. <laughs> I, so... I do. I've got all the time in the world, my friend. <laughs> I'm also, I'm, but I'm tapping my foot impatiently and I keep looking at my watch, which is, it's actually in weeks. And it says like 46 weeks to go or whatever it is. And it doesn't change. It's just you <laughs> notch it round one yeah. every week. <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah, it's not, there's no, mechanism in there it's not guided by anything <laughs> it's it's just a way for tristan to remember yeah. i just write i've just got a little pen and i write the new date and cross out the old one <laughs> on this paper watch face he says 50 it is then payment up front and i'll do the job here we go i've got 50 in my pocket have you I'm about to find out. Let's check your character sheet. <laughs> As Stu adds on 50 onto his character sheet. But at least we didn't spend it all on scroll. Uh, it says... I mean, it says 26, so I'm going to yes. have to pay him half now. He'll do the notes and I'll buzz back to the team and grab a few pennies. He knows I'm good a for it. Few I'm not gonna, pennies. What am I going to do? Leave town in a hurry? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's happy to do the job, but he definitely wants payment up front why don't you give me a parlay okay i'm guessing that's that's charisma charisma brilliant it's a shame that you can't get your nose fixed before you do this (laughs) i know the irony oh he doesn't really need it though (laughs) he says very good if you could make sure you send payment before the end of the day okay that would be appreciated there will be interest if it's late. You understand that? I, under- I, know, before. I know how it works, Tinker. I'm good for my money. And if my friends try and screw me over, I will come back and confirm that I'll find another way to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's not likely to happen, but I'm just putting it out there because I'm, I'm going to level with you, Tinker. I am down on my luck, friend. I can't hit for shit. I'm I'm leveling up. I'm skilling up. I can, watch. I put two arrows on my bow and pull the string back. And I'm tempted like, to shoot. Not in here. Not in here. No, I was going to shoot either side these of glass your glass files. Won't. Yeah, I was going to shoot not either side. Of your, wait, fine. Okay. I'm just going to put them away. But look, I can do that. So you know, I'm just having a bad run of it, man. I'm, I'm good for it though. <laughs> I'm, I'm good for it. It's fine. So let's discuss the work you want done. Right. He sits at his desk. He pulls you a brandy. He says, now, what do you want? Well, I mean, you remember how it was. I just kind of want it back to how it was with a really imperceptible little crook in it that if you catch it in the right light, it will make your mind dance at the splendor of what could have caused this. 
He says, oh, I see. A bit of the old dashing heroic about it, eh? Yeah, basically, yeah. The standard's so... He takes a sip of his wine. He's like, very good. Do you want a straightness? Do you want a slight bend to the left or the right? No, What straight. do you think would be more dash... Fl- straight, slight flattening? No, just kind of slight crook in the middle that kind of rectifies itself. He, take, he takes another sip of his wine. And when you take a sip of your wine, the next thing you know is you wake up and your nose hurts but feels different to how it felt before Uh when you look in the mirror it's just got a slight bend in it and then it straightens itself out it looks pretty dashing excellent so you can strike off that scar yeah Tristan Wilde has got his look back I'm going to bed now guys bye we've just bigger than Malahim for me Meanwhile, oh wait, I want to run back through the streets, going, "It's fixed, it's fixed, my nose is fixed," <laughs> and then just and trip up and smash it against the wall. No, which is a real shame for all the people that watched your gig last night and are real trendsetters and they've all broken their nose. <laughs> yeah. the yeah. They're like, oh, why? <laughs> they've all got like plasters over their noses, and I'm like, "Hey guys, nice to nose you." <laughs> I already spent all my money on curtains. Now I've broken my nose. I hate this guy. Actually, you do see like some. Um, cool looking kids I watch you run past up the street and then they just rip plasters off their noses nice and they're like (laughs) like that looks dead (laughs) and I think that would be legit that you might find where are the other three of you going uh, we're all going to see the Princess Saffron the Gorge. I'm not. Mm. All right, so I'm getting some. So I think <laughs> things for their journey. As Enigma's turning away, I kind of <laughs> I don't realise I run into her and grab her, and in my excitement of bear hugging her, I'm running up to catch up with Tristan and Percy and Bambury. And then we kind of all link arms as friends and she's trying to wriggle and we think she's dancing. We're walking down the street dancing and she's trying to wriggle and get away like a little treacherous worm. I'm too wriggly to be a traitor. <laughs> You're too wriggly to be a traitor. You're getting towards the Tower of Learning on the east side of town. Is that like the Leaning Tower but spelt wrong? Kind of, no. Huh. Uh, but it is a massive tower that Banbury and Percy have previously visited. Looks boring. And in front of it are the major buildings of the university. Again, it's got quite nice gardens. They look a little dry. There's some fountains and water features there that would normally be probably full of water. They aren't. But there's still students lounging around in the shade. It's what, mid-morning? So quite a few of them are drinking and you're just getting towards the tower enigma what do you do i think i'll just uh i think i'll just slip away to have a look at that water feature without the water in it okay everyone's walking do you just like carve yeah just kind of drop back just while we're walking back and... you know and people just don't yeah. notice i'm not walking with them anymore <laughs> I really... <laughs> a very familiar voice says hello jasmine we all turn around <laughs> there's a girl wearing scholar's robes who was wandering up behind you She's got a couple of books or tomes under one arm. She looks a little bit like Enigma. Bambury and Percy would recognise her as Saffron. She sees Enigma and she just, she looks really pleased to see you, Enigma. Oh, I always get mistaken for her. <laughs> <laughs> she says, are you still doing this, Jasmine? Doing what? I'm, Come on, Jazz. Oh, my name's J- Jasmine. I'm Enigma. Why are you denying... <sighs> Who are you? Are you are you um at the uh, at the uh, college? Has he been doing some weird subliminal stuff again? I don't know what you mean. We can all super hear this, can't we? <laughs> you must be mixing me up with my 
twin sister. No, you don't have a twin sister because I'm your actual sister. I do know you, remember? No, I think you're mistaken. En- Enigma, your cover... It- I mean, I think we're at this Look, stage. Look, an eagle! I'm going to run. <laughs> I'm going to find out where the eagle is. What kind of eagle is it? Where is it going? Is it going over the rooftops? Are they native to this habitat? I thought it'd be too warm. I don't know. It's worked for us, though. Where'd she go? Oh, I'm pigeon. running back. No, Enigma, that's a pigeon. Enigma? <laughs> oh, she's gone. So, Saffron, that, that was your sister, then? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I can see she's... What? Why is she doing this? Fucking Saffron. <laughs> she, Enigma's just standing there, <laughs> slightly further away, hiding, looking around a tree. I've, I've been thinking about it, and I think she's probably back on her bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it... it it seems that way. <laughs> I mean, we sniffed through it quite a long time ago, but it's been pretty strong. The fact that she's just bullshitted to you. Her sister, who I assume you haven't seen her in years. I haven't seen her in several years. Yeah. Not since I came north to do the research full time. Last thing I heard, she was going to finishing school, which is a very no, special... No, which is here. I was going to say, where? <laughs> <laughs> a very specialised educational establishment where you learn to finish people. Yeah, she's good at that. Yeah. I think she's probably got a little bit excited with the whole idea of being undercover, being super sneaky. I mean... I think she's gone so deep, she actually has genuinely forgotten. Yeah, I mean, like, no no disrespect, Your Highness, but we we actually do kind of need someone that can stay in deep cover. So if you could not tell people you saw her or that she's actually doing stuff, that'd be quite helpful. Mm, but also we need a princess. So if she isn't yeah. going to come with us and you want to finance a grand expedition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why we're, we're, we're coming to tap you up for money. Now, we'll be straight up with you here. Uh, we need a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot. She says, well, I fear the Royal House of Caris doesn't have the best credit rating right now. Well... If you want to see your sister alive again, <laughs> you better get that credit rating A plus plus Toronto. I'm just fiddling with the dagger at this point, spinning it on my fingertip and whistling. I'm sure I want to see my sister alive at least as much as she wants to see me alive. Yes, that's uh, five grand. I'm going to hold my hand out. <laughs> she, says, she says, how much? It's five, ten thousand. It's about 5,000, it's, it's nothing. Oh, oh wait, I mean, you know that? No, I don't know At that. the moment, we point. don't really know. Maybe four grand? We, we, we kind of need... We, we need your help on twofold. One, we need a load of information. Now, you, you're obviously a scholar. You've got access to this massive library. I absolutely can help with that. Okay, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely can help. So that, that side of things, we 100% need your help. So as you... I'm sure you're aware, like, there's a huge army coming into your land and attacking it and that's our land as well we live in it uh and we need to stop that so we need some information we've got we've got nothing at the moment we don't understand their motivations we don't understand how to stop them we've got percy's got something on him which if we destroy probably will end the war maybe but we don't know how to destroy it so this sounds very exciting. Hold on a second. This is all very hush-hush. And she starts looking around. She says, um, what's she calling herself? Who, Enigma? Enigma. She goes, Enigma. Enigma. Hello, stranger. Oh, <laughs> hello, mysterious entity Enigma. There we go. I do hope that sister that you think you 
that I look like is okay. I'm going to act as though we know each other very well, although clearly we can't. That would be impossible. I've never met you before. And she rolls her eyes. So I'm looking at you. Chazigma, Enigma, is this your chosen one? And she points at Banbury. (laughs) (laughs) She says, well, look, you've got the cunning thief and there's... The mighty warrior and the bard and the young kid, which I assume means he must be the chosen one. He's... I mean, I, I also now assume I'm the chosen one. I, that was a thing. I guess he's got to be useful for something. The evidence speaks for itself. I, I, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I mean, I'll yeah. be honest. I don't think that's the guy, your highness. Is... <laughs> yes, he's the chosen one. Oh, no, she's right. I have read quite a lot of novels and usually there is a chosen one and they're normally some kind of teenager to young adult who's discovering all sorts of exciting life lessons whilst also going on a grand adventure. Oh, does that mean he's telepathic? I was going to say, that's kind of enigma you're describing. I've never known enigma to learn anything. You've never known me. (laughs) Of course, that's correct. And she rolls her eyes. She says, come on to the tower, come on to the tower. Is there somewhere in the tower we can talk very privately? Some of the stuff's incredibly hush-hush. My research office is there. I, I think that should be quite quiet. And Saffron, right. we're running out of time. Also, Saffron, um, yes. you said to Enigma here um, something about somebody being up to their old tricks again. What's that in relation to? Oh, it's just she ri- reminds me a lot of my sister Jasmine. And who would be up to their old what? tricks? Ja- Percy, honestly, sometimes. Jasmine would get very excited about being different people. For a while, she was convinced she was working class. We talked to various experts. A lot of people talked to her. Everyone said it was a phase. In fairness, there's a lot of inbreeding royalty, so you've got to expect at least one of them to be a dullard. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a dire insult if this was my sister. I mean... <laughs> I was brought up to believe that royalty inherently was a stupid thing and that people should rule over by their merit and not due to blood. And if anything, mm. Enigma being quite clearly crazy, like batshit crazy. What have I got to do with this? Stop um, being rude I mean, to this young lady. I'll tell you what you've got to do with I'm it. Not being rude to this young lady, I'm being rude to you. It's not a dullard. <laughs> I was brought up to believe an awful lot of things, but much more recently in my history, we've encountered individuals that could assume other people's identities. Um, you seem to... We, we kind of thought that this was Princess Jasmine. You think that it's your sister. Um, actually, Enigma, you were trying to steal my sword at one point. I was just... Uh, you know, I like stealing things. <laughs> Gotta make your way in the I world mean, when you're a, a young, poor woman, but with skills. We seem to think we know who we're travelling with, and this lady here seems to think that she knows you. And who would you believe? Someone you've just met, or me, who you've known for however the hell long this has been? Uh, I mean, it's it's not a tough choice, Enigma. <laughs> well, I've saved your lives a bunch of times, but probably. Shaft's loosed. I mean, she has done that. Like, like on one hand, she is clearly a murderous, insane psychopath. But, but on the other hand, lot. she is one of the hawks and has saved us repeatedly. So, uh, guys, I don't know, know why we're getting confused about can't her. Can't believe you're being trying to break undercover. up the hawks. I mean, she's, I think she's a I princess think... that's pretending to be Enigma so that she doesn't tell everyone she's the princess. It's not that hard to understand. If she wants to keep well, that yeah. to herself, we'll just... That kind of works right up to the point where it's 
bleeding the obvious to everybody. It's. I mean, it's not obvious to everyone else. It's just been obvious to us for a few months. No, but there's only us here. <laughs> How many times has Enigma done some super bright stuff? It's not like this is out of character for her. I've read books. We know she's a princess. We've known for the last, like, not... three months and she's still not admitted it. We know, know she's in denial. You know the, op- the option you haven't thought of is this, I'm not a princess, but I'm pretending to be a princess, pretending to be a thief. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you might be, but I'm going on the fact you're a princess and you died and we, the three of us, saved your life. There's yeah. got to be some reward for that. You're a princess. Oh, my God, yeah. Surely that pays <gasps> our way. We did say we were going to get rewarded for that, but I'm going to give yeah. Barry a big old sloppy high five. Oh, this <laughs> is sloppy. Because, uh, you know, like, this Barry. Sweaty handed. I, I didn't say this before, Barry, but that broom stuff, that was badass. That was cool. Wait, shut up with that. What? She might mean, that's, she might think you're no, sweeping. No, that's not a cool thing. We don't talk about it on the sea. You shut were sweeping. Up. Oh, right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Sweeping um, generalizations. Yeah. She says, You sound like an admirable janitor. Come on, yeah. my office is right here. And she kind right. of leads you into a fairly cramped office. There's like papers on the desk, books on bookshelves, books on the desk, books on the floor. There's a chair half surrounded by books. There's scrolls in quite a lot of places. It's really untidy, but it looks super learned. You can kind of all squeeze in there. It's a little bit friendly. And she says, Oh, do. Uh, just sit on some books or something. I'll sit on some books. I'm going to open the top of the book so it forms a backrest as well as a seat. <laughs> <laughs> she says, not that one, not that one. Ugh, I'm going to throw have it away. Have you got white gloves? Put some white gloves on. <laughs> I actually Before have... you open that. Yeah, I'm the crazy one. Some black satin gloves. <laughs> I'll put those on. Fine. All right, now you can read it, but careful. It's in an ancient, largely forgotten tongue. I'm just going to sit down on it. Gently. <laughs> That's because you just want to sit on a tongue. <laughs> wow. Enigma is getting feisty. <laughs> it's almost like we've touched on a nerve there. <laughs> Weird, that. Oh, I'm going to whisper to Percy, should we give condolences for their father? No, that like quietly so they don't hear that. <laughs> I mean, it's a really small room, Tristan. I'm like... pretty quiet. <laughs> Percy, I th- should... Should we yes. condolences for their father, do you think? That's really I, creepy. I think that myself and Bambri may have already done that in our first visit. Yeah, uh, yeah but now I'm just the rude one that hasn't. So do yeah. I say something or do I not? Yeah, so why not? I mean, there's, there's nothing, yeah, nothing improper not, about doing that. really come up in natural conversation. Tristan would like to offer his condolences, Zephyr. Oh, your dad died recently. Anyone oh. want to say anything about that? Any touching memorials? Now that, that we're their on dad the subject. Died? Anyone want to say anything? N- their dad is dead. The king is dead. Now we're on the very touchy oh, subject. There we go. May I offer my sincere condolences? <laughs> um, your father was a good man. She says, he was the best. Thank he was... Very good. I man. think your mum survived, just as an aside. Yes, she's in administrative control of Karis in as much as the royal family control the country now, which in the north we do in the south. It's hard to know. News comes and goes. As far as we know, the forces coming out of the south are still moving, but we have heard rumours that we inflicted a considerable victory over them relatively recently. We haven't had full confirmation of that. Obviously, you can only pass a little information over a reaching scroll or it quickly becomes impractical. Yeah, yeah talking about reaching scrolls, obviously you very helpfully showed me how to make them the other day, so I've made a bunch here. If you could maybe make some more. Our plan is we have to move. So in saving your sister, not your sister's life, uh, Tristan here uh, has 
a task to go to Malahim. Have you ever heard of it? She says, Malahim. The name sounds like... It's from the old Stone Empire. Oh, she says Stone Empire. She puts back the book she was reaching for, gets another book, starts flicking through, and she says, The City of Towers and Canals. Yeah, that's that's it. Look, so oh, we'd never chat to the elves. We should just come here. <laughs> anyway, so we, we've got to go there at speed. So you've got all this information... If you could do some research for us, I know that sounds belittling, but if we could pay someone else to do the research for us, there's a lot of stuff. We could probably stop the war, save Tristan, do some other stuff. Milady. Percy, are we all right to be... Like, I, I, I speak the truth anyway. Like, because we saved your sister, I have to speak the truth. And I can't see the point in floundering around, to be honest. Like, Percy's... That's sword on Percy there. The glowy one. She nods. Right, that's part of Ullumbria. Ullumbria was some kind of elemental, and back before, like, all the gods kind of took power and the seven kind of took power, she kind of started becoming a demigod and was surging to become a god, and all the people that supported her kind of crammed into a city, and then the Fae attacked the city, and she walked out of the city to fight them. Um, she created a magic sword with her essence. The Fae trapped her in some fire, stole the sword, and she was then trapped in the city with all her followers for thousands of years and has been completely ignored for ages for some reason she's now loads of people seem to be like there was two twin ice watcher priests she says yes of this i'm aware now that is very fascinating young sorry what was your name Uh, it's bambury the brown bambury oh very good yes this is excellent research i found some sources that certainly seem to relate to things you're discussing i haven't heard all of it put together this way but it does make sense well basically she's trying to get this sword back and we've got the sword so we're taking it out of her reach because if she gets it she'll be more powerful that's what the elves told us we don't know anything more than that and we should maybe destroy it but the thing is she's she's been imprisoned and been attacked by the fae so maybe if we destroy it then the fae will get more powerful i see your conundrum so what you need is someone to research i assume you refer to the canavir the uh yeah the canavir fae so basically we we need you to look into the background of this sword what the motivations of this like how she's been trapped for thousands of years none of her powers been kind of surging forward but suddenly these ice watcher priests are spreading her kind of power and they're, they're surging forth and attacking your lands. Like, Percy, there was like a mercenary group, wasn't there? They had hired some mercenaries to work with them, yes. But didn't we think that they were actually in charge of the mercenaries? Because I, I remember us being confused at the time. I think they were helping to guide the army, certainly, so maybe there could be some truth in that. Do you guys remember what the mercenaries were called? Um, certainly, Banbury. Their name was The Sunder. Okay, so we, maybe we need to look into their motivations, see if, like, maybe... Maybe we could just bribe them, get them over to our side. Basically, we're working on a war here and there's no information and no knowledge. We're on the run. We're taking away this precious thing. It'd be good if we got fed some information back. Equally, we feed back what's going on with us to you. So if you could kind of head up all the intelligence, we'll head up the running away. And, you know, other people will head up the actual fighting and gore. And maybe, in inevitably, for us running away and you doing research, we'll be able to destroy the sword find some way of using it to banish Lumbria or, or stop her armies or maybe we could just come to terms and kind of give it back to her I, I, we don't know but we need to go to Malahim I see exactly what you mean so there are parts of this that I would need to look into myself parts I could perhaps defer to some of the senior students here or people with expertise without having to let on very much I 
I feel it would be valuable for me to contribute something. Money. Alas, our credit rating, as I have said, is very poor. The country has been invaded. Fucking Brexit. How, how have we got one of the richest bards in the world, a princess, and no one can pay for us to get to the other side of, like, the, the big important paladin went to the church, who seemingly run this, like, country more than the royals do, and yet they also went, nah. Guys, we so, might just have to pirate what, ship should, this should one. Should Banbury just write a letter back to his mum and be like, Mum, can I have some pocket money? Yeah. By the way, it needs to be significant <laughs> amounts. Because I don't think that's going to help. We should have put a hat out and busked. <laughs> <laughs> just before the gig, just put a hat yeah. down. That would have paid for everything. <laughs> We'd be fine. Oh. Your Highness, while you can't give she us... She says, please, call me Saffron. Saffron, Your Highness Saffron. Um, while you can't give us money, perhaps you could contribute in... Stores, men and women, and information. Give us some food. Which she's doing the information, isn't she? All right, well, give us six months worth of food as well. <laughs> food. She says, I, we don't. And water. Yeah. Also, we, there's no water. There's a snack stall outside the <laughs> library. Oh, okay. You could get some nuts or something from there. Look, we can take all of the nuts, though. Oh, we can get the herbs from the garden. Yeah. You would have to buy them. I can't bypass the cost. I don't run it. You, right. What kind of a royal family is this? Really, Master Handsomely Broken Nose, I am okay, a... She's winning me over. <laughs> I'd like to say no more, I... my lady. I understand the monetary worries, the stress of running a country. I understand only too well. Come on, Enigma. Come on, friends. Let's leave. <laughs> my role is more that of a scholar. I'm no, not currently part of the government of Karis at all. And when the time comes that that becomes my role, then I will have access to the purse strings of the treasury. But as it stands, that is being okay. emptied just to fight the war. Do you have any jewellery you could sell? <laughs> I think we've exhausted the trying to uh, get Saffron to give us the money. Um, Bambri, as we, are, as we are here and Saffron is uh, willing to do some research on behalf, um, is there any merit in you reading one of our fortunes? It might throw up some things that might help direct research, or is that just dangerous in your opinion? I don't believe in fate, so I'm fine with it. Do enigma, do enigma. Ben, do the, does the deck appear? This is dangerous ground. The deck, if enigma asks you to read her fortune. Oh, do it, enigma. I don't want my fortune read. I don't have much of a fortune. Right. I do. Tristan, do you want your fortune read? If- Percy, do you want your fortune read? I mean, if I wasn't... Yes, I'll have my fortune read. What? Okay, fine. Oh, I'm going to read no. Percy's fortune. And I'd like to say again, I do not believe in uh, in fate. Everyone makes their own decisions. This is bullshit. A deck of cards appears in your hand. How do you lay them out? What does uh, Percy's holy symbol look like? It's shaped like a lantern. <laughs> okay, I'll try and make a lantern out of cards. <laughs> it's just a weird Brilliant. rectangle. Okay, I like it. Three-dimensional. Yeah. So like a... Uh, yeah. Lantern-y. I imagine it being like an oil lamp type lantern, but it could be like a square one if Gwyn prefers that. Uh, yes, yeah, square one's good. Gwyn, what's your holy symbol look like? Square one sounds easier to produce if you, <laughs> in terms of laying out cards. So. All right, so uh, you lay down the cards. Tristan, what's the first card he turns? The kingdom. Okay. Enigma, what's the second card he pulls? Essence of Rhino. The rhinoceros heart. Ben. And Mag, what's the third card you pull? Uh, I've just realised how complicated it is. There's going to be so many cards, so it's ridiculous. <laughs> I should have just made a penis. <laughs> um, oh, I see eight of penises. The sad jester. 
<laughs> the next card is the four elephants. How many cards are in the shape? Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, you better get the seventeen of eighteens. <laughs> like we've run out. The empty bottle. The skin of cocks. The my fingers. So, how many cards are in your shape, Mag? Uh, let's say eight, and just. Pretend that that works. Okay, cool. Tristan, I need another card. Uh, the happy jester. Ah, oh, the two jesters. Yeah. Interesting. Enigma. The melancholy of jam. <laughs> what does that card look like? <laughs> yeah, what, what does the picture on that look like? Yeah, some, How did it get that some, name? Some jam just looking wistfully out of a window. <laughs> I think we need to take it into something that can be more melancholy than jam. Uh, I think um, officially... It's badgers, because badgers and jam is like what absurdist comedians always talk about. Okay, it's the melancholy brock. The melancholy brock, okay. And then it is the bird. <laughs> okay, Tristan, one more. Um, the map to Malahim. <laughs> it's it's, but the it's thing just is, the map. Yeah, but it's the so map. detailed that you can't make out anything because you can't enlarge it. <laughs> <laughs> and is that eight or is that seven? Yeah, uh, that's eight. So, the card's laid before Banbury, looking kind of like a lantern, but quite shittily like a lantern, are the kingdom, the rhino's heart, the sad jester, the four elephants, the happy jester, the melancholy brook, the bird, and the map. So, Banbury interprets this as the kingdom is we, it represents land, and not only land, but something under a strong rule. There's a clear leadership presence there. So, as we're as Percy, you're going somewhere, it's going to be somewhere that isn't just wilderness. Now, we think the desert's wilderness. We think Malahim is wilderness. I don't think it's going to be. I think there's definitely something there, or at least the cards seem to think there's something there that is in charge. So obviously, we're going to have to interact with that. Mm -hmm. The rhino's heart, that shows that the people are fierce and tough and horny. <laughs> so uh, that's something to take into account. I'm sure, I'm sure Tristan's going to be a real asset at that stage. <laughs> We've got the sad jester. Now, that shows that something that should bring mirth actually brings great sorrow and loss. So something that we should be happy with is actually going to upset us quite a lot. Tristan surviving. So maybe when we get to Malahim and achieve what we want to do, maybe it's not really going to pan out. Or maybe it's nothing to do with Malahim. Maybe something in your life that you think is going to be good is actually going to turn into a shitstorm. The four elephants represents memory. And also the four individuals and the fact there's four of us, I imagine, could be a memory that's going to be shared amongst us, or it could just be showing four travelling companions. <laughs> elephants travel as a And we've all taken our trunks. <laughs> and we're all in the room. Uh, the happy jester is the opposite to the sad jester, so it means something that should bring us mirth and happiness will. So maybe, maybe, maybe the jester, which is clearly Tristan, is just bipolar. <laughs> so maybe we need to get him medicated <laughs> and, you know, job done. Okay. Uh, the melancholy badger. That the badger is usually a, can, can considered a wise animal. Obviously, it's got white hair, so it's usually the kind of elder statesman of the forest. So the oldest and the melancholy bit basically means the oldest person will be the pissed off person. So whoever's the oldest in this group of four people is likely going to be pretty melancholy, pretty pissed off with the situation, pretty, pretty fed up with generally how stuff's going to pan out. The bird represents travel, uh, but it can also represent me flipping my finger up to fate and saying I don't believe in any of this shit. But equally, uh, the map obviously uh, shows exploration. So you're going to travel, you're going to go and explore somewhere. It's going to be a kingdom full of tough, hard people who are horny 
in that time, we're going to share some memories and, you know, there's going to be some sad times and, uh, and some good times and you're generally going to be pretty pissed off with everything. Okay, well, thank, thank you, Bambi. I mean, it's a pretty general, like, there was no death cards. It doesn't say, you know, Percy's going to, like, kill every single person that's evil in this city. Um, it doesn't say we're going to throw the sword into the lake and then, yeah, you know, say, that'll do, pig. That'll well, do. If, if there's anything in that that helps um, direct the research, then... I don't, I don't, I don't think there would be like fate is bullshit. These cards are bullshit. It's just some weird magic created by the dead. None of this is real. Saffron says that really is fascinating. Where have your cards gone, Bambury? Uh, they disappeared. If I should look, look, see the back of my hand. Yeah, can you see it? Can you see it? They're, can you see they're it? They're on your hand. Now. Yeah, I know. They just go there. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? I look, I look at my sleeve. A handkerchief. Whoa, oh. magic. That, it's it's very crusty. If you give me a hat, I can pull what kind of looks I'm like a rabbit out of it. I'm not going to give you any item of clothing. Mm. I promise. I didn't know you could pull out hankies and rabbits, Bambi. Yep. That's really good. Yep. That's a lot more useful I mean, than most of you. I mean, it's very talented. Thanks. This is actually, I should clarify, this is a used tissue rather than a hanky. A hanky is meant to be kind of... Silken. Silken nice. This is more a kind of, I should have thrown this away, but... You know, you get snotty and waste not, want not. So I expected nothing less. Do you want one? No, no, I don't want it. Stick it back in your sleeve. Okay. Saffron says, so what you're seeking to learn about your journey, What what is it you need to know? Oh, like a million things. Like, assume at the moment that we're four uneducated idiots strolling around with an incredibly powerful item and we have no idea how to get rid of it, if we should get rid of it, where we're going, what we're going to find when we get there. I basically just assume we've got nothing. We're a blank slate. <laughs> look at Tristan. Oh, That's not him acting right now. That's a genuine look of ignorance. I'm going to lean against the tree <laughs> with my arms across my chest like, what, what? <laughs> where, where did you find a tree in my office? Just a picture of a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He like opens a book on a page of a tree and tries to lead it's against it. It's actually quite a good balancing trick. I've got half my weight over to one side. It looks quite aggressive. You'd think I was genuinely leaning, but my core muscles are really straining. And so I've got like a grin, a grimace on my face for gritting my teeth. Very well. It's something. Oh, I'm just going to stand back up normal. Oh, so painful. Nice plank. <laughs> what is the item you seek to learn of? But we need more information about Ulumbriar, her motivations, this sword, if we can destroy it. What you're asking for is very old, but no doubt, if it can be found, it will be in this library, so I can do that research. Do you have any reaching scrolls you can give me? I've made a couple using the components you, you gave us. Like, I think... Uh, Tristan's earned some money so we can buy more components, haven't you, Tristan? Tristan earned the money, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Well, I'm keeping your cover. I'm like, yeah, it was just me. Now you're, you're in the clear. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> she takes the reaching scrolls and opens like this box on the wall which contains a crisscross like scroll case. Makes you jump, and jump. there's lots of scrolls in them and <laughs> she just uh, pops them into one of the compartments of that and says, certainly I'll use those to convey the important parts of anything we find. Safs. Can I call you Safs? I have never been called that by anyone. Okay, there we go. Good. 
Right, so how much out of interest do the components cost for these scrolls? Because we need to earn a lot of money, so... Well, the process is more important than the components, so... Okay. Aside from the ink, you can make a scroll for five coin, maybe. Okay, brilliant. Tristan, how much were these selling for? You're 100. Right, okay. Let's just knock out a bunch of these, and then that'll fund us for part of the journey. I don't know how easy it'll be to sell them, but I'm sure you and Enigma will be able to do that, right? You haven't pissed off every single person in this city that's going to sell these. I'm going to level with you. Anything I touch at the moment turns to shit, so I'm not going <laughs> to... If you want to make money, <laughs> honestly, I'm not fire. the guy right now. Okay, fine. Enigma will sell them. That sounds... Right. Yeah. Job done. We I can earn contact. some money doing that. That will pay for some of this journey. I mean, it's yeah. really hard to earn money, Banbury. I'm not going to lie. We're, we're going to make real, It's a real struggle. You're going to sell them. Job done. Easy. That pays for part of the journey. I had so much money, Banbury. You don't understand. <laughs> and it was just taken away like that. The By who? Thing, bigger boys? Did bigger boys come? Did they take your lunch money? Well, bigger yes. boys. Percy will beat them up. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to just be sad and somehow look at <laughs> Ben, but none of you can see him. It's just Ben standing in the corner, rubbing his hands gleefully with money falling out of his mouth. Princess Saffron really focuses on you and says, what happened to you, Master Wild? Saffron! Sorry, Your Highness. Uh, it seems there's a force she, she greater. She gives you a slow nod. It seems there's a force at work which is destined to kick a good man when he's down. <laughs> he is called it's the dandy. Like, have, you ever, have you ever lost a good friend in the land of the dead? travelled there and then met a spirit who has asked you to sing a song in a faraway land that's going to cost loads of money to get to, only to find on the same week your one source <laughs> of income in this area has burned to the ground and you're under investigation for fraud. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. It's not the same week. Please excuse my husky high-pitched voice. <laughs> I have been... It's not the same week. It's fighting been like off that. An illness. It has been a while. Yeah. Well, it seems like a week, Enigma. Well, in your head, it might seem like a week, but you've got eight, you know. You've got about to three you, days what is time? To do it. it means nothing. <laughs> Months could be a week. You'll live forever, Tristan. I'm living yeah, in dog so... years. I've got to live my life as compact as I can. <laughs> Wait, that's the reverse, I think. I think I'm prolonging it. You're living life in God years. That's the reverse. I don't understand. So, was this a week or three years? Don't don't give him numerical uh, things to work out. He's not he's not that kind of guy. It's been a while. Yes, evidently, you plan to travel to Malahim. Malahim is a name. Yes, yeah, I've... it's part of the old Stone Empire. Ah, now that I, is no, because Arushar is a Stone Empire city originally. Dun, dun, uh, dun. The names of other cities have been mentioned once or twice in our documents. They are very old, but they had ways of building that no one seems able to reproduce now. Very little information remains. I can seek out what I can of Malohim. What the land is like now is more, is less studied, if anything. Is there literally no contact with that side of the great cat? There really is very little. We know there are civilized lands there. And there's some trade across the plains, but very few make their way from one side of Magnophilus to the other. Only a handful of really explorers have travelled out that way and have documented it in more detail. 
they tend to bring their reporting in a more salacious form. And why why is that? Is is that just because there's a massive desert in the way? Or is there some other reason there's not a lot of trade? As you know, the salt desert extends for a distance from the coast. And south of that is a wide grassland that extends across the central part of the continent. And it is in that grassland that I believe the old cities at the centre of the Stone Empire would have stood. Beyond that, there are kingdoms in the further east that we have really had very few dealings with. A few merchants travel here and there, a few explorers have travelled here and there, but goods that come here from that side, mostly because of the distance, they tend to have either travelled hand-to-hand or around the archipelago, again, through different merchants and different traders. It seems the people there are probably a little different to us, but we have no real direct dealings with them. The grassland is almost like an ocean in itself. Your Highness... I appreciate it's going to seem like quite a long shot, but are any of the merchants or explorers who have been that way in town anytime soon? Have they been in town recently? The greatest of the explorers recently, there was a gentleman by the name of Jack of the Wild, but no one's heard from him for a few years, and his books tended to be a little lurid. They talked a lot about nudity and how fierce and horny the peoples were, rather than perhaps things that would convey more detailed knowledge of their cultures. I remember something about this. I suppose you get quite a lot Jack of, of a, a good indication of the people from that kind of way of thinking, though, so <laughs> it's a good way to go. How pornographic is it? Suffice it to say, in some bookshops, Jack of the Wild is categorised under Jackoff. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Excellent. I don't get it. (laughs) You said that goods travel through the archipelago. Yes. Um, Yes. There's a route to the east that that goes through the archipelago. I mean, what's the? How is it laid out? As you might see it, there's the space between the two great promontories on the north coast of Magnafiles. The archipelago runs almost like an arch to the north. So it goes far north of here. So it's almost like a cat with a hat. (laughs) (laughs) And to the south, a mat. A mat. Interesting. I suppose the mat in this case would be the Great Southern Ice. My God. (laughs) How deep does this cat in a hat hole go? (laughs) Very few make the journey directly to the east from here because there's the salt desert on the northerly coast. There's the Royal lying in the centre of the Northern Sea, and then the archipelago is far north of there. So the journey around that is very long. Hmm. So to travel through the archipelago, how long would that take? You could probably get around it in perhaps as little as half a year, if you were lucky. (laughs) Well, it is more widely charted, but many parts of it are dangerous sailing. Hmm. The best way to traverse it would be to hire local captains at different points and travel shorter steps with those who knew the individual seas. Assuming you're skilled at hiring good quality personnel, though, we are. it might be a viable route. So we've got ten and a half months to get to, to Malahim. Um, so yeah. Saffron, you say that going via the archipelago is going to take approximately six months. Wait, to get to Malahim or just to get to the other side of Magna Felis? That would get you towards the northern point of the alternate headland, yes, the other side of the continent. 
But but if we go the more direct routes, then it's going to be a little bit shorter than that, or a, a lot shorter. I believe there. the time you had was about six weeks to get to a drop-off point on the northern coast that was as close as possible to Malahim. That would be closer than where you get to over the archipelago. So wait, is this six weeks or six months? Let's go for six weeks. <laughs> do we have to pass the Royal? Is that what she's saying? So what do you know of the Royal? What don't I know? Mm, not bad. Um, I've, I've, I've only picked up little bits. It's effectively a massive roiling whirlpool in the middle of the sea. It seems to be more than a whirlpool somehow. It's, there is a storm there that hangs in a single point over the ocean. It just travels around that. Ships that go into that area, some have experienced very strange effects, not just, not just what you would expect from a storm, but things that seem strange is the best word I have. If you do pass that way, Bambri, I would gratefully appreciate any reports you could make of it. Your observations are likely to be clear-sighted and of great value to those of us making records. Now, I'm not going to lie, but I started reading a book because you were chatting to one of them. So, yeah, <laughs> sure, I'll do that. Um, but what you're saying is that ships do travel that way. They do go through there. It's not uh, complete folly to, to make that trip. Ships travel that way, and also the Royal lies perhaps level with the city of Arushar. I only just realised I was misspelling Royal. <laughs> now it I would understand. be possible to stay south of it if you're travelling along the northern coast. I don't want to sound like this is becoming a pretty easy jaunt now, but let's take the six-week option. Yes. Yeah, so Why would you even offer <laughs> us the ten-month option? Well, she didn't. Percy asked about it. No, well, she didn't. I, I, was, I was curious as to it. So you travel across the ocean and then strike south from the northern coast. You hope to find the location of the former city there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's the idea. Yeah, Percy's probably got that bit down, but if you've got any information on maps or stuff like that, which we might be able to look at ancient geographical features and figure out the city, that'd be great. Or if there's trade routes that are mapped out from ye olden times, anything basically that's useful. Star maps. Things that will help speed the journey would be useful, um, and also any hazards that we might need to be aware of. So we don't have any friendly ports that side we'll be pulling into. It's probable that the people of the plains do live in something like kingdoms but by all accounts they're nomadic it seems that they don't live in cities but instead move from place to place yeah yeah okay well, i mean what if malahim is just a state of mind we get it they're nomadic we get it your highness you have you ever met the elves i think you'd really like elven culture <laughs> i mean they take a lot of words to say one thing it's great so right <laughs> as we stand we know that it's going to take six weeks we need to get a ship. We need to get some cash. Then we're going to hit land, strike south east-ish. I'm going to talk to the Hawks now because she takes way too long to describe anything. <laughs> Have we got anything or do you think we can find anything that will give us a hint of where it is? Yes, we, we do have that. Okay, great. Yes, we, we have that. Yeah, per- Percy's okay. got that. Like, So let's, we just need to work out how we're going to get a ship now. Well, we've got a ship. We just need to pay the crew. So we need money. We've got two options for that. So either um, we can raise a whack load of cash somehow, mm-hmm. or they do have this situation going on in the city uh, whereby the water is running out. Um, and I think there was some suggestion that there were issues with that stemming from the foothills. So we could go and sort that out 
on their they behalf. They would be heroes. I forgot about the side quest options. Wet heroes. Yeah, that, that would free <laughs> so, up their resources and allow them to, to fund the mission for us. Definitely. I, I think we had that conversation, yes. Yeah. Okay, so what does Princess Saffron say? And I'm going to kind of indicate that she's quick. <laughs> Saffron says, well, if you wanted to really oh. consider how you might go about getting to the correct person, the Provincia Altamar. Thank you. That's it. Let's, just, let's go. Let's just go now. <laughs> <laughs> just get out. I'm going to send you some shorthand notes and stuff we need researched. Thanks, Saf. Of course. I'll give her an elegant bow, even though she's exasperating. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that one of one of the Lagorge sisters would be exasperating oh, in any oh, respect. Oh my word, so she's just done so much talking. She's not even a main character. Why does she get so much screen time? going to be worse than the last podcast i fear where we <laughs> spent four hours in a dusty room and we're now going to talk for three hours about my nose so just good basic how have we got one of the richest bards in the world a princess and no one can pay for us to get to the other well, side of funny story mag uh it's almost <laughs> like <laughs> We've been boned at every turn for our one ability, being a famous bard and a princess. We're rich. <laughs>